Dodge Yahoo, Phantom of the Forest, you spear, finger, fire, dragon, Ohio grass man, silver giant, bloodless hollow, West Virginia vampire, coyote king, hogzilla, devil, dark coyote killer. Cave creature, mothman, smoke wolf, a lizard, demon, ashman, grafton monster, cow killing bastard, shadow creature, dust man, Cherokee. And I'll get some lumber, cast the thunder brothers Don't you dare get out of the golf cart We can keep our pixies while we hunt the big feet Smelly gastroti, red island bear beast Silver giant, squalling savage, black wolf was kind of average Stone giant, raven, mock a midnight Whistler, wampus beast, wild wild woman, Ohio grass man again Technically Huckleberry Wolf, man of Wolf County Need to find the axe again if we hunt the lightning man A Webster's Werewolf, Deadly Howl, Kentucky Hellhound Little girl, headless horror, I can't take it anymore Steal yourself some chicken wire And I'll get some lumber, cast the Thunder Brothers Don't you dare get out of the golf cart We can keep our big seats while we hunt the big feet Well, this here's Big Feats, the only podcast that looks at mountain monsters through an uncritical lens of understanding and empathy. I'm Bigfoot's preferred Brockway, Robert. And I'm TV Sean Baby from the internet. And I'm Jason Pargin. I was told that I needed to dial in for a meeting to talk about how we were going to cancel the show because we were like, isn't every episode exactly the same? And then I get on here and it's like, all right, let's go. Episode five. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, we decided to just keep doing it forever. It, well, you're wily. It's tough to trap you. We, we're trying to learn strategy from Wild Bill and Willie's crackhead trap shack. And uh, we baited you with nothing, uh, which works every time. I was blowing my Jason <laughs> collar. Quack. Quack. <laughs> had to dismiss my attorney from the call because we were going to talk about how I was to get out of the $250,000 advance you guys paid me to do this this podcast about Mountain Monsters. Like, well, no, I'm the money's gone. Yeah. And your yeah. attorney is in a net. <laughs> <laughs> and you're looking at a yawning future of nine fucking seasons. Oh, oh no, to be clear, they're going to make more episodes of this show before we catch up. This this will be an unending thing. I do have faith because I subscribed to the Mountain Monsters subreddit back when I used Reddit because it existed. Uh and, and which it has like like two. I've seen like two people active on it. Like a post will appear and, and it's a good day if it gets a comment. But the post that appears is always is there going to be more Mountain Monsters and there's always a fight. Like people are like, "Yes, I've seen Leaked episodes and other people are like, no, they're not renewed because of the merger with Max. Plus they defeated I just, them I just all. Love they defeated that, all the monsters. I love that it's real and not real exactly like mountain monsters. Yeah. It's like hunting mountain monsters is exactly like hunting a mountain monster. It's it's so fitting for them. <laughs> okay, this is actually part of the context of us doing this show. It, listeners, if you for some reason have stumbled on this, Mountain Monsters is on the Max app that used to be HBO Max. And as some of you know, maybe if you don't keep up with media, you don't know this, but Max just merged with Discovery, whatever that corporation is, TLC. And so the Max app that used to be full of, you know, Game of Thrones and Sopranos and all that, is that mixed with a gigantic ocean of this reality show junk. 
So while they have aggressively been canceling shows left and right, the stuff that I know for a fact is going to stay is this stuff that, because I can guarantee you mountain monsters is pure profit. Like, like the, it might not be much, but it's, it's, the, it's profit the production. Like if they showed them a balance sheet, the production cost versus what it earned, it literally is like a hundred thousand times more profitable than that rings of power show on Amazon prime where they, <laughs> they spent like $2 billion to film the first season and nobody cared about it. Like they would renew mountain monsters in a second rather than have to invest in something like that again. And that's part of our mission statement is to uh, make sure that happens. We're going to spread the word <laughs> and hopefully get get uh, 20 seasons in a movie. That's that's our slogan for bringing this one back. Uh, now, before we, we dig into it, do we want to do some plugs? Jason? Uh, yes. My next novel comes out in October. It is called Zoe is Too Drunk for This Dystopia. It is a sci-fi novel in the Zoe Ash series. The first two are out there just Google that name or my name. Uh, it's up for pre-order in all formats, audio, all of them, printed. What's the other one? Ebook. Those those three, I guess, are the only ones. And Sean, what are you at? One nine hundred hot dog. It's the greatest <gasps> and last comedy website run by me and Robert Brockway. All star cast of writers. Text and pictures. High density, high effort jokes. Uh, yeah, that's the plug. We have a Patreon. Yeah, it's a great plug. It's a it's a business model that stopped existing for reasons we don't understand and therefore we will not listen to. I'd like to plug the Dogs of 9000. That's the podcast uh, me and Sean do, uh, Jason features on sometimes, which is just about finding cursed media that should not exist. We get uh, all the best, funnest people and uh, sometimes... Sometimes torture them a little bit, uh, but mostly it's fun. Uh, fun and jokes and never anything serious. Not ever. I don't think we're even capable of it. I think we could bring a serious topic and it would end up uh, uh, incredibly goofy. Yeah, that's true. We did uh, like and a, three or four episodes on murder and it was still pretty silly. Yeah, we proven. We have proven that thesis. <laughs> we did. We did. Uh, God, what was that? Was that a five part episode? <laughs> Might have on, been five, uh, yeah. on a reality show. Uh, where one of the contestants murdered somebody and then we made it a fun mystery game where I tried to to pick the murderer just based on how creepy he was on the that show. That was a miracle. And I almost got him. Yeah, because Brockway had never seen Megan Watson Millionaire and that was a show that got famously got canceled because one of the contestants turned out to be a murderer. And uh, so we, we watched the old episodes, including a few that weren't on TV and and had to make Brockway guess the murderer. And he he almost got it. He had it down to the down to two. And I bet the one you guessed was really... he. He's no innocent man. He's done something. Oh, yeah. Well, the, 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 the thing trunk. we discovered doing that show was that it wasn't about picking a murderer because they were all murderers. Yeah. It was about picking the right murderer. Exactly. And that, that was the challenge. So I definitely picked a murderer. Just I didn't I didn't quite get it right. I was down to the, the last two, though. So if you want to check it out, that's a good point to jump into it the megan wants a murderer series Uh, somewhat Uh, one similarity between this show and that podcast is that occasionally uh sean will briefly mention something about his childhood that will (laughs) always make you instantly want to know more and and you you won't it's he will just (laughs) casually mention something insane that happened referencing his parents or his upbringing and then he'll just move on to blood sport again uh, and you will you will be left with many many questions like that something like that happened in the previous episode of this show doesn't matter no we're, we you move on. <laughs> it's like the wind. 
It's true. <laughs> okay. We are talking, uh, as previously, we're talking about Mountain Monsters. It's like a hillbilly monster hunting reality show uh, on, a, on just nothing, on, a, on a whatever they find in their pockets budget. They hunt all sorts of creatures, mostly big feats. Uh, our cast is Trapper. That's the leader. Huckleberry is Bigfoot Security. Buck is really going through a tough time trying to find himself right now. He's still called the Rookie. He wants to be the Caller. He refers to himself as a Husky Ninja. Jeff is our hillbilly research scientist and often the butt of, of hillbilly intellectual jokes, like, like the time he said bipedal. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Never let him live that, that down. That booklet and son uh, of Willie? a bitch. Well, you've been down a library holler again, Jeff? Uh, Willie. Willie is our trapper. Not trapper. Uh, trapper it's, it's, it has no role. He's the leader. Wild Bill is our tracker, but no, he's not. He's uh, he's there just to win our hearts. It's, it's he's literally job. never tracked and anything, we, as far as I can tell. They often find tracks, and Wild Bill is the last person. Around. He's often not even in the scene. That's yeah. <laughs> how, how much they thought that through. Uh, we're watching Mountain Monsters Season 1, Episode 5. My favorite episode so far, Mothman of Mason County. This episode God, it's so makes the first four episodes look like a big pile of dog turds. It's so good. This, they found themselves. They This is spectacular. Now, the Mothman, it, would you say he's probably the third most famous cryptid after the Loch Ness Monster or Bigfoot? Like, if people had to name a third, like some people would say Chupacabra or Yeti or whatever. But I think Mothman is... Like by name? Yeah. 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 But he's, like, he's like it's, it's the most him, famous of the, yeah, of the ones they've taken on. Now, this especially falls into the trap that you've you've been talking about, which is, is this... Is this the creature, like a species of creature, or is this one guy? I would argue, I think this one settles pretty firmly on one guy. Yeah, like, this is this is Jerry Mothman, <laughs> and we're going to fucking kill him, I think is is, is the point of this. Yeah. So we start we start with uh, the traditional Trapper's truck team building meeting. Uh, Trapper says, we're looking for a large winged creature, maybe as much as 12 foot uh, bat-like wings. <laughs> and uh, Buck says, oh, everybody knows what that is. Yeah. And it seems like he has left a little spot for them all to join in, but they do not. And then he fills in himself. Mothman. Yeah. I love there's <laughs> like no they, drama they or, or beat. He's like, 12 foot, oh, 12 foot weeks, man. We know who you're talking about, Mothman. You're like, you, no, you, <laughs> you, you got to let it breathe, Buck. <laughs> uh, we cut to CGI of the Mothman and I swear to God this is assets from Resident Evil like I know that skin texture right that's the zombie skin texture they're using it's Resident it's, Evil 1 mod by the way listeners if you're not actually watching Mountain Monsters along with us and why would you not it, when we say they cut to a CGI it, this is not animated it's always just like T-posing yeah, and like a flat background so it's like a rendering. It's a collectible. Yeah, it's, yeah. it is. I, I think you said that early, and that's precisely what it is. It's the collectible you get for beating mountain monsters on hard uh, without dying. You get the little collectible to look at it in your gallery and <laughs> scroll around him and be disappointed by it. Like, oh, that's what he looks like. Uh, however, let's get us a thick cryptid thigh check. How them thighs looking? <laughs> so, right? They're looking so good. Luscious. Yeah, they're well, they're momentous. Like Mothman fucking squats five hundred pounds. Mothman, yeah. Mothman buys athletic jeans and like not as an ego thing. He needs that extra room. They are they are real <laughs> bulgy. They're they're not like big. We we bulgy, didn't but... get to see it so much. Yeah, with uh 
with the wampus beast. Uh, but here, Mothman is just... Mm, he's curvy. Uh, <laughs> Jeff says Mothman is seven to eight feet tall, five to six hundred pounds, ten foot wingspan, hangs out under bridges, yeah. often when disasters happen. Okay. So, uh, by the way, the five to six hundred pounds, identical to the wampus beast last mm-hmm. week. So I was going to say. When he's improvising, he accidentally, because they, maybe they didn't shoot these in order, but accidentally made Mothman exactly the same mass as the, as the wampus beast, the completely differently shaped. Thing. <laughs> it's weird how they never, ever hunt a monster that's like 40 pounds. Just like nobody's ever seen it before. It's crazy. It's got real big claws or something. 40 pounds. Nope. No. So <laughs> nope. He's 10 feet tall. No reason why Mothman as ever depicted would be 600 pounds. I've never seen a depiction. It's always like a man sized thing with yeah, moth wings. Like, they said he's seven fly. to eight feet tall. We know what that looks like with given his body. We know that would be like 300 something pounds. Yeah. He's like, like where a, there were people. He's a shack. Like he's, he's a shack. With ten well, he's, he's a Shaq. Only he just like Shaq, he hangs out under bridges right. often when disasters happen. Only he would have to have anatomy that would allow him to fly, so he would have to be lighter. Like like right. birds are not <laughs> are not chunky. They're he's a he's a yaoi pounds capable of flight. Huh. A manute uh, bowl. If his you will. wings would have to be a quarter mile long. So here's where we have to establish: there is a real Mothman lore. They have like a statue of Mothman in that town. It's what is it? It's Mason County, Virginia. I don't know the exact town, but they have yep. the little. Um, but it, it, it was infamously cited before a collapse of a bridge, Silver Bridge accident. Mm-hmm. Which and so somehow it became like, well, the Mothman like portends disaster. <laughs> The Mountain Monster crew, the Ames team, has instantly decided that they're they're there to get revenge for the bridge collapse and have decided that the Mothman collapses bridges as a thing and that he yeah. hangs around bridges. Like, like there's going to be like, well, which bridge is he going to turn up on this time? To be clear, that is not part of the, the Mothman lore that he is a bridge pervert. <laughs> hangs out under bridges they specifically say those words hangs out under bridges waiting for school to get out part of the charm for me is that they they establish patterns with just one thing they're like well we know one thing about him he was near a bridge once so that means and then they just whatever that was is what he does every time and i I just bridge-based lore is my favorite part because you're right like the Silver Bridge accident happened in 1967. It killed like 40 some odd people and that somebody spotted Mothman before that. But then there have been several other sightings of according to, you know, this lore, whatever the lore comes from. They're like somebody saw him before 9-11. Somebody like it's right. just any disaster. It has it's a one time in this one place that he was by a bridge. And now he is a bridge based creature. He he <laughs> likes to hang out on bridges. He collapsed bridges. He might eat bridges. Uh, we're also going to use a bridge to catch him. Yeah, so. hey, we're, we're spoiling too much of the episode because they're going to keep improvising lore on this thing and they're going to take it it's, so far off the rails. It is spectacular. <laughs> All bridge based. It's like when you say you like, like when you're six years old and you're like, I like pigs. And then for the rest of your life, your grandma gets yeah. you pigs. You're like, just fucking, I was at a bridge one time. I was there one time there was a bridge. Uh, they, they explain this in adorable terms. They say Mothman is famous because of the bridge silver accident. So like, he's famous, like amongst cryptids. He's a celebrity. Uh, Trapper says the Mothman seems to have mystic powers. What he does is he hypnotizes people. He can fly. He causes disasters. So 
Gonna be a tough one. I like <laughs> how <laughs> Uncle Barry worries that that like by this logic, like something bad's gonna happen to them. He's like, oh, if he means impending doom, then all these all these sightings might be bad news for us as the people near the impending doom monster. <laughs> and it would if you followed the lore, but Trapper's just like, nah. And Huckleberry says, you're right, you're right, you're right, nothing to worry about. I'm going to put it in a big bag, shake it up, and figure it out. <laughs> and to be clear, th- this is so important because the first four episodes of the series, these were just creatures. Like, they were just flesh and blood, rare animals that they could that could be caught. And suddenly they're going up against a thing that can cause 9-11 right. with its <laughs> mystical powers. Like, it's some sort of a demigod. It's like, eh, going to be a tough one. It's like, you, you, what did you bring? You brought your shotguns and some some. Ch- <laughs> I love yeah. And some what standards are they using? Like, because last episode they made a bad net and a panther got out of the net instantly. And then they hung around in the area while it was still nearby and said, well, he's a coward. Like, that's their experience with monsters. And here they are, yeah, with like fucking Gozer the Gozerian. I don't know. I just don't think they're ready for it. It's it's wonderful how they haven't figured out that the one commonality across all of these episodes is that they're bad at this. <laughs> like all of them, all of them escape the traps immediately. They, they one time it worked. They caught somebody's dog. <laughs> I, it never. So what's the common factor? Is it we suck at building traps? No, no, that can't be it. Uh, I also love the the little tiny twist of like you misunderstand one small thing. Like you just misphrase it and everything changes. In this case. It's the Mothman is around disasters, and then when they say he causes the disasters, yep. that that means like the the traditional lore is he's just like an omen of doom, yeah. like he's the there harbinger. because something is going to happen. He has nothing to do with it, but now he the by saying that and by having this other famous Mothman sighting before nine eleven, you are now saying Trapper has officially said Mothman right. caused nine eleven. Within this universe, that is what is true. So <laughs> but they're going to put him in a big bag, shake it up, and figure it Nothing out. I, he's, maybe he's I a was disaster. So hard. What, maybe. Could be. <laughs> I was hoping so hard that that was Huckleberry's, like that was going to be the trap, is that they put him in a big bag and shake it up. Uh, not to be. So their first meeting is with a man named Crash. So we're back to, we're back to this. We met a lot of normal named people, but now we're meeting a guy named Crash. His identifiable headgear is he's in a tightly rolled... Uh, American flag headband. Uh, he's got some John Lennon sunglasses, but he heard that he had to wear t- like identifiable headgear and he just didn't know when to stop. So he also has a bunch of claws and bones in his ear and he's also wearing his own car key as an earring, uh, perhaps to make sure he never loses it. It was Smart. a lovely detail. I, I will appreciate forever. The crew uh, 100% dressed this guy. I, yes. I, I see we've got piercings. I guess we did mention in the previous episode because in that episode when they interviewed the cattle rancher, he had like a camouflage do-rag. Because we established in previous episodes, the witnesses always have to have some sort of distinctive headwear for unknown reasons, I guess, just so you can help remember who's because who. Because they're white men of a certain age is every single witness. So like <laughs> it looks... It, it looks like fucking figuring somebody out in Game of Thrones. You're like, oh, is that the John of... No, I don't know who that is. This, it's- this guy looks like uh, like a mean-spirited person trying to dress up like a Vietnam veteran at a costume party. Uh, it, like, he looks really uncomfortable <laughs> and awkward. Like, these are not his clothes. And he's no, sort of regretting he's what, he's, what he's chosen to do. 
it is very much like uh like I found all the pieces for my John Cougar Mellencamp costume at the Goodwill and not like the good Goodwill. Right. <laughs> I got to put a car key up there. I don't know. He was into that. Uh so, so what Crash did was he saw Mothman standing on some power lines and what he says is just staring at me like I was interrupting him or something. <laughs> he, he, Mothman thought he was rude for staring. And uh, Trapper does something, something fucking crazy here. He, he tells Crash to his face, you know, a sandhill crane has been mistaken for the Mothman, even a barn owl, Man. to which Crash says, I know what birds look right. like. <laughs> I, that, I mean, in the country, that's like, you'd shoot a man dead. If you're saying, hey, I saw Mothman, like, are you sure you didn't see a barn owl? Like, oh, you son of a bitch. He sounds offended, doesn't yeah. he? Like he? And it, rightfully he so. That. How dare he? <laughs> Fucking what the fuck are you doing, Trap? He's Mothman-splaining to Crash. <laughs> you never Mothman-splain to Crash. He'll fucking kill you. However, he does say it had a wingspan of eight feet, so this is a little mini Mothman. Uh, sure you ain't see <laughs> Jeff Moth. He is a man. <laughs> He is a man. He does fly, uh, but he's a good guy. Nonsense. Uh, most notably, he does have gl- glowing evil eyes that hypnotize you, like much like the Sandhill Crane, I, I guess. Uh, now, uh, Trapper- some listeners are saying, well, now, hold on. Those of us have been with us the whole time. Didn't the Wampus Beast last episode also have glowing red eyes? Uh-huh. I think every creature has had glowing red eyes so far. Isn't aren't they yeah, putting that into yeah. every single little? Uh, they don't do it on on every single creature for the rest of the show, but I think you're right so far. Maybe not. Maybe not the grass man. I don't know that they specified that for the grass man, but everything has glowing red evil eyes because they're children telling a campfire story. It's like the first thing they think. Well, of. the whole yeah. issue is, is that otherwise the question is if you just saw like a a shape in the woods of a large cat, it's like well, how do you know it wasn't just a large cat? And it's like, well, it's the glowing red eyes that identified as the Wampus Beast. So here, it's, it's like, well, how you know what just the guy standing under there? It's like, no, those eyes, the, the hypnotic red eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need a, a bus driver to jump in and say, I know he was evil. <laughs> uh, so Crash takes them to the power lines where he saw them. And Buck says, Somehow, electric was playing a role in where this thing was seen. At. I put that money too. What a- here, like he's a fucking detective. Is where the episode starts to become magic because again, yeah. this is oh, not so Mothman lore. Where the witness is going to say that he was moving around like he was dancing, like the electricity <laughs> was charging him up. Yes, <laughs> and then that very quickly gets ad libbed into teleportation. Yes. And now he can teleport. And now he can teleport. So he dances electricity out of the out of the power lines because he's an electric mothman. And he's he can teleport short distances. I, I love I it. I saw him I saw him move, but never never saw him move. He was like he was teleporting, is what they said. So now I want you to understand we are like, I don't know, six minutes into the episode. The Mothman so far. Weighs five or six hundred pounds, so abnormally big. He can fly. Can hypnotize you with his eyes. They mentioned that briefly in the intro, but did not go into detail yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, he now can be charged by electricity. Cause nine eleven. He caused nine eleven. <laughs> is a bridge pervert, and also can teleport. 
and also can teleport. Yes, ending him to death. He's just going to be a Cronenbergian monster by the end, just a fleshless fucking flailing blob. It's, and after all it's of this, wonderful. after what has to be the most insane list of things ever, Jeff, the Bigfoot researcher, says Crash's experience was very credible. <laughs> Which is what I say every time I find something very credible. <laughs> that maniac we met by the right. side of the road, dressed in trash. He told us about the teleporting Mothman. <laughs> Crash's experience was very credible. Uh, so now it's time... <laughs> Now it's time for the night hunt. And they roll out in their golf carts to this open field beneath the power line. Uh, again, just, you know, right off the road as everything they do is. Also, some listeners are saying, why did they wait till night to hunt it? Uh, didn't that guy see it in broad daylight? Again, uh, just every episode with Mount Monsters just happens. All of the witnesses saw it during the day. They will immediately declare the creature to be nocturnal. For example, in the previous episode, the Wampus Beast 100% of the sightings were during the day. For all they know, it hibernates at night. Like it goes off into a cave and just sleeps through the night. They And instead it's like, no, it moves it with the shadows. They can see with perfect night vision. That was never established. For some reason, it's the format of the show. The hunts happen at night. I don't know why other than maybe, I don't know, so they don't have to show the creature. But they never take that, oh, I think you got that it. extra yeah, you one line of explanation of somebody saying <clears> – <throat> Oh, yeah, about midnight. You know, I think everybody around here is only seeing her at night. That's all it would take. They never it do it. Take. Yeah. <laughs> so so we're hunting the Mothman. Uh, Jeff, in a, a fun little ad, we're not done adding things to Mothman. Jeff says, now from the reports, this thing seems to consume electricity. Yes. So now he, he dances and charges up, but he also eats it. He eats electricity. That's how he powers it's, the teleportation. It's, great. it's how he Of course, it all makes sense. Uh, Trapper and Jeff watch, uh, watch the others go by on thermal. Uh, I think it's Huckleberry and Buck. Mm -hmm. And the, the entire time they are giggling at Buck's waddle on thermal and how goofy it looks. They're not wrong. It's very goofy. <laughs> but Jeff is easily the same size as Buck. And Trapper's not far off. Yeah. Like, Nor is Huckleberry. It, it, it seems but something about Buck. Nor is Huckleberry. He is... He's kind of like a Snorlax. He has to like wobble back and forth on those those feet attached like far up on the sides of his sphere shape. I didn't expect you to call him a Snorlax. <laughs> if if <laughs> if Buck sits down in in the road, like you just that's that's it. You just can't get to that section of the game until you wake him up. But God damn, <laughs> we have to cut. We have to cut all this. Uh, they see a. Uh, Trapper sees, oh my god, a man-shaped thermal image distinctly without wings next to them. And Trapper calls out, Buck, oh, oh my god, Buck, there's a thermal image right behind you. And Buck spins to like look at, at a thermal image as far as he is concerned. And he very chill says, oh, let's check it out. <laughs> He's not. Either they weren't filming those scenes at the same time so that he could react right. to Trapper, or he just did not get the vibe because Trapper's playing... You're going to be murdered. The Mothman's right there. And Buck is like, oh, well, look, they, there's a new Chili's. Yeah, I, Let's go try that I one. just wrote down that I'm confused. Like, they called him back with some sort of an urgency, but but there was no Mothman on the thermals. And so Yeah, Huckleberry starts to get it and says, we got to back out of here. And then Buck just kind of turns around and walks away. <laughs> I, see, I think there was a miscommunication in the improv there. I think he decided to improvise. I can see a Mothman in the thermals. Right. 
but they didn't play along or they decided it wasn't time for it or something. But there was clearly a, a it was, it's, it's a weird moment. It's like they tried to do something because obviously just, you know, maybe I shouldn't have to even have to say this. If they were out there doing that and then you saw a man shaped figure in the thermals, you're all out there with shotguns. Your first thought would be, Oh, somebody's like a guy, somebody's come across our, our hunt. Let's warn him away that we're hunting Mothman. You would not assume Mothman. You would assume a person. Right, because he doesn't have wings and he's walking. You don't even know if Mothman shows up on thermal. It's it's a magical creature that can teleport. Like, you would just assume, oh, there's a guy. Let's let's make sure he stays clear of our guns in case we have don't, to open fire on Mothman. You would, they, n- they never had that thought in their lives. <laughs> because they always, within minutes, are instantly either attacked by the creature or they stumble across its, its footprints within minutes of, of exiting their golf cart. So here's how that scene ends. Uh, everybody's very confused. Huckleberry and Buck walk kind of jog back and Trapper's still like hysteric. It's like, did you see him? Did you see anything? And uh, Buck says, no. <laughs> End of scene. Uh, they start to they start to leave. They start to walk around and ominous musical sting. Buck turns around and there are glowing eyes in the darkness. They're not red because it's black and white, our night vision cam. They look a lot like bike reflectors, but uh, but could they be in the woods? Why would they be in the woods? Huh? And uh, here's where, see, here's where they really start stepping it up for me. Here's where they escalate stakes in the series. Because before, there's been kind of a keep it off camera kind of vibe. And this is like their first real solid that's well that look at that that's the mm-hmm. mothman in the shot with us as we're filming it live we are seeing the mothman and uh, he turns around and goes huh huh I, I i don't know i saw two red glowing things <laughs> like he's he's been in on the discussions where the mothman has red eyes he's on a mothman hunt and he is mystified at what <laughs> those red glowing what things could, that could have been? be what could that have, huh that's weird and trapper says buck you're white as a sheet and Buck feels like it feels like Buck is not wanting to play that role anymore. And he's, he says just, no, I'm cool. I'm fine, I'm fine. Like, I love it. I love it actually being hypnotized by the moth man. What are you talking about? Uh, but then they obviously have a little discussion and decide that no, Buck should pass out suddenly and eat shit into the dirt. Uh, now, I know like it's meant to be dramatic. We're going to make fun of it. He nearly died in two inches of water in one of these. So having him do a stunt fall and that was him. Yeah is uh it's pretty it's pretty reckless it's uh, i would say it's irresponsible we almost lost this yeah i feel like maybe jeff is the only guy that could stunt double for buck uh they take (laughs) what happens next they take buck's bandana off to give his head some air and they were right to keep that bandana on because he just completely disappears from the episode i'm like what the fuck is that (laughs) what happened he he disappears there's no other distinguishing feature of buck to like pick him out of a lineup uh (laughs) so trapper now says, now it's double personal. Trapper says, well, now, now it's time to go after the Mothman. This time, it's personal. Motherfucker, you were on a Mothman hunt yes. right now. But this is... This happened on the Mothman hunt. I love And I guess uh, something else maybe I shouldn't even have to say, but if you're walking in the woods and Buck becomes lightheaded and falls over, <laughs> there's a lot of things that could potentially have caused that other than a Mothman. I think Mothman <laughs> makes top 50, though. Yeah, I mean, it's up there. 
<laughs> like, like maybe you should get him to a doctor. Maybe you should take him into town and get him checked out if that actually happened because it could be anything from – look, it, not just we, specifically Buck. Lots of, lots of Americans struggle with their physical health. Right. It, it, there could you be low up. blood sugar, blood pressure, any, any number of things, lifestyle. It is like – the number three reason yeah. to get in better shape is Mothman hunting. You, you bring up an important point because, like, this is Mothman country. So, would the doctors <laughs> in the area have a way to test for Mothman attack? Because he just looked and saw Mothman, and like now he's like physically almost dead. So, like, he's Mothman poisoned, right? Did, like, would they diagnose him with Lyme disease? And he's like, no, I saw Mothman, and like, I, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like. Uh, I would have liked them to establish that. Just go to one doctor, talk to him about how often he gets a Mothman case. I feel like that would help a lot to to understand the stakes. <laughs> There's a lot of missed opportunities to cement this as a world, but no, that's good enough. Uh, we cut away to Wild Bill and Willie's crackhead trap shack. Uh, it's in the daytime now. Willie says, <laughs> Willie starts this off by saying, normally I design my traps for sturdiness and to hold a creature, but this time's totally different. <laughs> so like, I'm going to design it like shit this time. Uh, so Wild Bill, uh, is worried about Mothman's teleportation and how you can catch a teleporting Mothman, rightfully so. And Willie says the craziest <laughs> shit I may have ever heard. He says, so what I got here is a cage that I can electrify, which he can't teleport through electricity. You know, basically how a bug zapper works. This is the largest bug zapper you've ever seen. And there's so much here to talk about. Probably... Let's I think like the best dialogue I had heard in a TV show prior to now was probably in the episode of Mad Men where he gives Don Draper gives the presentation on the carousel slideshow projector. And he's talking about like nostalgia and like the pain of wanting to return to a mm. point in the past, but you can't because yeah. it's the one thing you can't have. I think that is number two <laughs> behind <Yeah>. Willie. <laughs> Willie. The uh, the sheer number of assumptions that Willie packs into that one <laughs> sentence is astonishing. We got to go through it. Linguists could study this for years. So Re repeat the exact line again. I'm sorry. I need you to say it again. So what I got here is a cage that I can electrify, which he can't teleport through electricity. You know basically how a bug zapper works. This is the largest bug zapper you've ever seen. So Aristotelian logic, so, this would be if A and B and C and D and E and F, then G. Why? Do, okay, why do you know that about Mothman? Uh, first of all, that's an important question. What they know is that he eats electricity. They know specifically yes. this won't work. Yes. This is the Why would his weakness be his food is another important <laughs> one. Because maybe he didn't hear Jeff say he eats electricity. Uh, uh, perhaps most importantly is the implication here that bugs can teleport. That Willie thinks maybe bugs teleport. Because right. <laughs> he left that a little open-ended. You know how a bug zapper works. It stops bugs from teleporting. Of course. That you can't teleport through, not through an electric field. He's not building an electric field. He's just, you have some wire that would be electrified. So if you touched it, it would create a circuit through you. But why would that stop you from teleporting? <laughs> like the, the assumption I a really that Willie. thing I, I want to add. They sorry, say, I think it might have been Wild Bill. He says that if he touches the side of the cage, it'll barbecue him. It'll, it'll be barbecue, I think is how he puts it. But, like, yeah. we have no reason to assume that Mothman will not touch the side of the cage. So, this will kill Mothman, 
why bother with the cage? Why not set it up so just we, a gun shoots Mothman when he steps on the trap? <laughs> He's going to die instantly. The, we also the second he gets trapped in this barbecue cage that he can't teleport through. We've also established of like the the number four thing we know about Mothman thanks to this improv is that he dances around on high tension electricity wires. So no, it it, it won't kill him. It will make him dance. It's where he gets his be, superpowers. We're putting Mothman in a go-go cage. We're going to make him dance for our entertainment. But Willie, uh, will not only, again, they, they just, the evidence that Mothman teleports is this man saying he thought he saw him move to place to, from place to place and didn't, right. didn't see how. Willie has extrapolated the exact fourth dimensional wormhole mechanism <laughs> by, by which by which Mothman can defy the laws of the universe as we understand them at a quantum level. He's already figured right. this out and has built a trap that is going to be a metal, just a metal chain link cage that's got a, a portable a portable <laughs> Honda generator clamp to it. And he knows he knows that much like fire uh, water beats fire in a Pokemon game, uh Electricity beats quantum. Like it's, it's just all of this is said before he even opens his mouth, and he's just relaying the thought that comes after that. And then you have to put together the wild fucking series of sleeps and assumptions that he has made. And yet, it's just from here on out, it has now been improved that that electricity kills the Mothman after the witness told them electricity is his food. Like sure, surely there's. There's a if you had this full scene before they cut away, Wild Bill goes, uh no, that's that can't be right. In, in a way, that's true because <laughs> it will be SpaghettiOs that kills Bucks. I mean, that's just <laughs> so they're gonna they're gonna give Mothman electric diabetes. Is what they're gonna, speaking, speaking of eating, um, speaking of eating, Wild Bill wants to eat the Mothman. <laughs> Wild Bill, I have the quote. He says. You ever hear anybody eating an old moth? Good evening, bro. Once we got them fried up in here, planning on having some moth wings. Once we get the old moth man in here. <laughs> Willie is like, no, no. What? No. I'm, what? I'm going I'm going to eat the moth man. <laughs> the, a sentence that he begins, you ever hear anybody eating an old moth? No. No, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> ever hear anybody know a moth? I don't uh, think even on Fear Factor someone ever ate a moth. I don't think you can eat a moth. An old moth? Good. And he's sure. Good eating, bro. <laughs> so the implication is also, I think he's trying to stack as many meanings into a sentence <laughs> as Willie just did. Because <laughs> now yes. you're like, wait, no, we need to unpack what you just... Because that means you ate a moth yeah. like at some he point. Saw the and now power you're looking forward to frying, to frying a moth and eating moth yeah. wings especially. Yeah. Uh, that's fucked up, man. <laughs> I don't know. That's a fucked up thing to I, I say. Watched- Willie ends this scene by staring straight into the camera and saying, I know the Mothman can teleport, but he can't teleport through electricity. <laughs> and- <laughs> They're like, didn't think we got it. Just, They're like, I think I might have made it too complicated. Let me, let me dumb it down that. for the viewers. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a quote a human being has said. You could say that back to him and say, you said this. I do love how they do go to commercial break and then he comes back and explains it again, which I thought was really funny. Like, I feel like in the heat of the moment and the ad libbing, like it'll come out. Right. But the fact that he's saying it for the third time, I feel like at this point it should sound stupid to him. Right. 
<laughs> I think you got to say it so much that it doesn't sound stupid. Yeah, I think maybe. that's the. I think that's why they do the constant recapping is that if they just bombard you uh, with no, that's true. That's cool. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, all right, enough, enough times. That that's happened. Uh, we're back with Buck about a commercial. Buck is falling asleep sitting up in the in the <laughs> golf cart in the forest golf cart. And everybody, everybody instantly knows, well, that's the Mothman's yeah. gaze that did it. That's the only reason Buck would be You sick. look at Mothman once uh, from very far away <laughs> at night, and you're just useless for days. No other explanation. Jeff is really worried about it, but then they kind of drop it. They head out to another field by a road. Uh, you can see the truck in the background in this one and meet up with Mark, who will not let them in his house, uh, as is wise of Mark. Uh, he, saw, he saw the Mothman on top of an old bridge. And what Mark says is, I told my buddies about it, and they said... Something about a Mothman? <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, he's lived here all his life. It's never occurred to him before it could have been a Mothman. I have something. Uh, I love that that's... Early in the scene, he says he saw him out by the woods. And they cut to Jeff writing down in his notebook. <clears throat> and that motherfucker writes down woods in the notebook. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one le- one word per page. Woods. Uh, woods, big, next page, foot. Uh. And this, you're right. This like, interview with the witness is weird because it's one where they all decide they don't believe him, right? Yes. But for uh, very different reasons. Yes. Well, Trapper first says, after he hears that, he says, I'm excited this took place on a bridge because that's the Mothman's portfolio. <laughs> he's <laughs> a bridge pervert. That's his Portman's you chapter. And he's got a portfolio oh. of tasteful shots of himself under bridges. Uh, okay, so this <laughs> can use to fucking guy's like, I heard stories about a winged creatures around here uh, my buddy said what's this uh, something about a uh a, a moth man now i'm uh, um, a moth a moth we man? meant to that believe be this right. maniac knows the phone number of local monster hunters and he's heard tales of winged creatures he buys dry goods next to a mothman statue and has never heard of him <laughs> i was gonna say there's a mothman statue in the middle of your town it's ridiculous, ridiculous. for this improv to take and this so track. i feel like they know but here's, that this guy comes off like a liar so they couldn't like believe him yeah the improv takes a turn here and now nobody believes him based on kind of nothing buck says that bridge is too old it, it couldn't yeah. hold somebody mothman size and uh mark doesn't have a lot of details or facts he was very vague as opposed to everybody else you fucking talk to in the woods <laughs> Uh, so he's playing the skeptic, and then Jeff joins him and says, some of the things Mark's been saying just couldn't be true. That bridge wasn't the right height. Which, what? It wasn't the right height for Mothman? And then he, he insists, Mark has seen an owl. Like he yeah, knows he's just bad at what, identifying what owls. Happened now. He has seen a 10-foot-tall owl. <laughs> he saw a 10-foot-tall... The Mothman, he likes 27-foot or higher bridges only. Yeah. He's very... He's Huckleberry's very point is that uh, the, this old bridge would never hold a Mothman. Like, Mothman is 500, 600 yes. pounds. This bridge couldn't hold that. Um, by the way... It, and Buck answers that by making a joke about the silver bridge collapse, which feels bold in this yeah, territory. Yeah, I agree. The thing I said never came up. The thing about how... Uh, why is this fucking guy pretending not to know who Mothman is? Like, that's the, that's yeah. the... The part I'm credulous about. So the best, they do the best thing in the answer to this very strange scene. They leave Mark and find a different way. Yeah. <laughs> Just that's where the scene goes. They're like, hey, fuck you, Mark. And then they replace him with somebody and we see it but live. But they keep that Mark footage. Uh, they, meet up. they did not plan on having the time to do, get a whole new witness. <laughs> so they meet up with somebody else also in a field off of a road. Uh, that's the only place witnesses are found. 
Uh, Jeremy. Jeremy got video of this thing. It's the blurriest video we've seen yet, and there might be bike reflectors somewhere in it. Uh, they are all over the fucking moon. Uh, they, however much they disbelieved and hated Mark, they believe and love Jeremy for whatever this is. Because he's cool. He's cool as shit. He rides up. He's not even there at the time. They're waiting in that field. <laughs> and he skids up on an ATV in a camo tank top. And he's like, hey... I'm fucking Woods Fonzie. <laughs> I've seen the wild. I've got video of the Mothman. Trapper asks, how in the world did you get this video? And Jeremy says, you won't believe this. I had my phone on me. <laughs> I love this. It's just, <laughs> why ask that question? And you'd feel like an asshole answering it. Like, I mean, it's going to sound like I'm making fun of you, but I, I took my phone on my pocket and I pointed the fucking phone at the thing happening. You dumbass. This is well. Dumb fucking asshole. So well past the era when we all have <laughs> right? phones all the time. Like, to be clear. <laughs> It's, this is like iPhone 4 or something that we're on. And it's like, yeah, 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 I got my phone on me. And that's that's where that scene goes. This is the So Trapper decides this is the place. Right. This is where they're going after him. And then Huckleberry says something else wild. We owe him one for Buck. <laughs> it's another vengeance killing. Now, was, hold on. I'm, we've justified our vengeance this, against This Mothman. video was nothing. Like, they showed nothing. It was nothing. Like, this is, are they trying to convince us that, we're seeing the Mothman through just sheer bravado, just like looking straight into the camera and doing an emperor's new clothes on us. Cause there's fucking nothing on that video. Yeah. They, yes. they could not figure out how to do a Mothman shape. That wasn't just stupid. Like in previous <laughs> episodes, they've, they've able to get like some sort of a man shape, like right. a Bigfoot. Like who cares? That's just a guy, sure. guy kind of slumped over. There you go. There's your Bigfoot. I don't think they figured out how they could do any kind of a Mothman silhouette. That wasn't just, yeah, laughable. That would would just lose the suspension of disbelief that is so precious to keeping this show going. We taped a Mothman cardboard cutout to the top of the forest golf cart and drove it around, and it it did not play well with audiences. Biz, we focused. Biz, yesterday. biz, biz. <laughs> I'm not an owl. So I am so not an owl. I actually had it in my notes here. I understand they don't have the budget to fabricate like great witness video. This one depressed me. Yeah. This is just, it's nothing, and there's might be like a white spot, but they're all like, this, they have to pretend at this point in the show, it's too late. Like, Mark, Mark fucked up. Mark fucked all of them up. They have to pretend like this is enough. Now, what'd you call him again? Woods? Uh, you called him something, but I only wrote in my notes Woods. So, the issue is with in production show, they found an old bridge where they wanted to shoot around, right? Like, they did whatever location counting, scouting they do, they found an old bridge. Mm-hmm. because it's not like a working bridge like that's the whole thing it's like an abandoned bridge somewhere that's not in use anymore where they could set up their traps so they had to arrange this guy to have seen mothman on this bridge and to establish they actually the quote from somebody is well 90 percent of these sightings are on these old bridges right. which is not true even <laughs> among the people they spoke to one guy's like no nah, he's just hanging around power lines power lines are his food like, I don't know that Big anybody crap. they've talked to is just like guys driving over the whatever, the 57th Street Bridge. And I saw him hanging off the girders, jerking off. He's a bridge pervert. He's a bridge pervert. He said it was for his portfolio. but I Like, like they never invent some sort of a reason like, well, you know, the theory is a Mothman nests under these bridges. That, that right. there's, you know, like he, he like sleeps under the bridge because he likes the protection of the blah, blah, blah. I think a key part of this location is that it is an old bridge that they can safely film on without a permit but it's uh it's also right next to the road and a new bridge like you can see the new bridge in the background 
uh, so they don't have to go very far. Uh, <laughs> like another old bridge might be way out in the country to find that, but this one's perfect. Uh, here is where Willie unveils his magic teleportation blocking trap. <laughs> it's chicken wire. It's chicken wire <laughs> wrapped around some bars sure. that he has that he has electrified. It's it's. <laughs> You assume every all the buildup that has happened so far, you assumed, I don't know, it was something else. You assumed surely they're not going to build this one out of stolen scrap and chicken wire. But no, it's stolen scrap and chicken wire. Here's where Wild Bill says he's a lineman for a construction company. So you would think he'd be the expert in Mothman being a lineman. Yeah. You would think he'd have some sort of expertise. He has no input on any of it. Uh, he says this while he appears to have a safety line tied around his neck. <laughs> uh, like a noose. <laughs> And he's on top of the bridge, like nearly about to fall and pop his own goddamn head off. <laughs> Specifically says that he is a lineman who climbs steel towers, quote, 200, 300 feet tall. So he's talking about those high tension cross country wires, like the ones that they have to use helicopters to service is what he's referencing. The most elite form of lineman is Wild Bill. Yeah, literally making more money than all three of us combined. Like if he actually has that job, like he probably would not need to be on Mountain Monsters. That's that's not something they would just give to anybody. Again, I but. don't believe me. I was going to say that that's hundreds of thousands of dollars. He also says he works 12, 14 hours a day. I would love if at one, at one episode they have to swing by Wild Bill's house to pick him up and he's just got like a freaking Lamborghini out there. <laughs> it's got, he, just, he lives on 150 acres and he's just got this giant swimming pool and he's just... He'd just have a Scrooge McDuck silo filled with rocks, filled with, filled with crystal meth. And he would swim around in it and spit it out of his, his mouth like a fountain. What has not been said before, and I love... So much uh, is we're now in the night, the night hunt. And what they're going to do with this trap is they're going to bait it with light. Because because he does. He is moth. (laughs) This is brand new, too. (laughs) They have not previously. They have never (laughs) once established that Mothman the cryptid bounces off street lights <laughs> because right if this is true then he's gonna just slam into your window and walk around your yard all day he has prior to now been portrayed as a fourth dimensional teleporting being that has the power of future sight and to manipulate reality with his mind and also, if you show him a spotlight, not even a big one, he will mindlessly fly into it. It's like, like a, a Mad Magazine joke suddenly. Just, oh. <laughs> I love it so much. So they build a runway of torches guiding him into the trap, which they spring on top of the kind of above the bridge. And then they set out in their golf carts to stick some torches in the ground for a very long time. It's thrilling television. Uh, Willie Jeff. They did not film enough to fill an hour long. I don't know how long these episodes are. They feel extremely long. They did not shoot enough stuff. They had to include. Tell me it was fucking Mark. Fucking Mark fucked it all up. Now they got to do fucking stick planting scene for five minutes. Uh, So Willie Jeff and Wild Bill are on one team holding the lights. Uh, Trapper, Huckleberry, and Buck are on the other. Also, they're going to do a pincer movement somehow hmm. with the lights to like force the moth to go to both teams. Uh, I seems like a guaranteed way to blast each other. Yeah. 
in the dark. This is but, never uh, going to work. Kind of They're the completely confused about it. They've never run a rehearsal on this. Buck is uh, Buck is coughing and dizzy, and uh, I guess we're supposed to. That's supposed to be shorthand for the Mothman's yeah. curse instead of like. I don't know, walking up a hill, which is, which is what actually happened. The symptoms of uh, Mothman taking over your mind temporarily, actually fairly mild. It's true. <laughs> a little bit like the it's flu. Some, it, there's you got the Mothman syndrome. Some light, lightheadedness, <laughs> some shallow coughing, uh, and then some, some fatigue. But I don't even know if it's not the normal amount of fatigue. Several now, types this of diabetes, the age some heart disease. Isn't quite right, but... Uh, you should really get checked because you might not have COVID. You might have Mothman. You might oh, have point. Mothman fever. It's a, it's a very real concern. Buck sees the eyes again and he lets Trapper know. And he hands it over and the Trapper says, give the radio to Willie. And he hands it over to Willie and Trapper says, okay, you hold on to that radio. Buck is going to pass out again from Mothman. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Buck is not allowed. To, Buck looks really dejected. Like, oh, I didn't know he was going to do that. You're going to take the radio away from me. In case I pass out. So they do one of my favorite scenes in this show. It's impossible. It's going to be impossible in audio form, but they, they are now luring the Mothman. And what we see is kind of a small empty clearing and uh, three very out of shape, overweight men in full camouflage holding like tiki torches and a flashlight and just kind of silently waving them around like flag twirlers. And this scene goes on for far longer than is cool. You just watch them quietly. One of the funniest things. If we could upload that clip somewhere, I don't know if we have that capability. We all, all of our internet abilities are stuck in the early 2000s. I don't know if we can grab that clip and embed it somehow. It is, it is really something because again, because they have to stretch for time, it plays for so long and then standing there in dead silence, just waving their lights around. And then they establish that the Mothman is here, but they can't look at his eyes. So everybody just looks at their shoes. That's <laughs> like, yeah. do anything. They're just like, like Gorgon afraid powers. to make eye contact. Medusa powers suddenly. <laughs> they're just like, just like, oh no, <laughs> it's, it's Mothman Medusa. Uh, down down below, uh, the A team sees something in thermal, and they decide it's a fire. Now Mothman has lit the fire. Yeah, Mothman can they start decide. fires now. Could spontaneously start fires. So why the fuck does he contract it to light? So he starts a fire and then just burns burns himself. Yes, he spontaneously uses telepathy to set their torches back alight after they they turn turn them off. And also he set a small fire on the floor of the woods. He set some leaves on fire. Now, of course, he if all of this is true, he should dive into it headfirst, and that should be how you kill old Mothman. Is you just wait for them to suicide. I like the other implication, which is that they turned off their lights, and Mothman was like, "Aw." Turn, turn back, back on, on. again. <laughs> turn, turn. What, like, I, what I like here is there's a lot of confusion. Everyone's kind of panicked. And then Trapper is like, let's light up the runway and lure him towards the trap. So during all this confusion, they're learning new powers about the Mothman. Trapper's like, all right, fuck this. Don't do anything different. Still do plan A. And so I, I just thought that yeah, was, nothing's changed. I thought that was pretty bold that they're acting like they're they're improvising. The fact that the Mothman can't ignite things with its mind, you would think would completely change their strategy. That right. fortunately, he only chose to light their torches again instead of, say, lighting them on fire. Right. Uh, or uh, some other quotes that have occurred at one point when coming back from the commercial recap, Buck giving an interview into camera in the middle of the Mothman attack says, Since the 60s, there's been sightings of Mothman that's been on busy bridges. 
But for some reason, he switched to these old abandoned bridges. <laughs> they taste better. He eats bridges now is what I've decided. Hey, Trapper, I just said he eats bridges. Trapper's going like, what the fuck? We got to stay on target. Uh, and Buck, like, is feeling bad. So he, like, goes and sits in the golf cart. Um, I thought that was really cute. <laughs> which, which, again, they just, like, and it looks really tired. He's, like, adding like stakes this, to this. Like, uh. I feel like hat to the show because everybody else has to do all this walking around. But Buck's like, oh, yeah, my character like looked at the Mothman. So I get to take a little rest. Like, it's kind of genius when you think he about does. it. He does. Uh, he gets, well, that, we'll get to that episode. We've covered an episode where he uses this gambit again. Uh, there's So some of the lights go out. Some don't because Mothman is, I guess, eating the electricity. There's kind of a, a whale noise, which is, I guess, a Mothman. Yeah, that's a Mothman. And spoiler. a clank. And they run in to check the trap, and Willie starts freaking out, up top, up top. Luckily, the cameras pivot to face Willie uh, as the Mothman flies away. <laughs> and where'd he go? Oh, my God, he went straight up. And Huckleberry, like, looks really shocked and surprised and says, that some bitch went straight up in the air. They almost had, God, <laughs> like they the were first thing so close to proof of Mothman. Fly. Like, just four degrees of camera angle away from having perfect footage of Mothman shooting straight into the night. God, so close. They're so close to understanding because Buck's testimonial is, we were real close to getting this thing tonight. And it's real upsetting because you sit there and you have the proof of something everybody say doesn't exist. And then it gets away. (laughs) I have a quote from Buck here where he says, we're always able to get to the bottom of everything else. But this is just unexplainable. (laughs) (laughs) We, We have... Uh, four hours of proof up to this point that no, you they don't. never, never learned a single thing about anything. And, and have forgotten, okay, the, the reason Mothman flew straight up out of that trap, something we forgot to mention, is they did not build a, a bottom or top to it. And one of the first things they established is that he can fly. So he just flies out the top and is like, thanks yeah. for the electricity, made, it was delicious. They made an electric cannoli and he went, maybe got inside it, we don't even know. Because, again, they didn't put a trail camera on the trap. Uh, and then he shoots into the sky. And Wild Bill says, we improvise, adapt, and overcome. But one of them almost died from looking at him and then did it again. Uh, they Another one built a trap that he could just turn off with his mind and didn't have a top. Uh, they made a lure that he reversed on them. And after all this, they refused to uh, improve or adapt and I would argue, absolutely did not overcome. So uh, I think my, Wild Bill might be wrong is my point. They did not improvise. Because once again, there are some listeners who think from the rhythm of the episode, okay, we are now halfway through the episode. <laughs> they have failed. Now they have to uh, they have to change their strategy and then win. They somehow have to defeat or capture them off. And no, this is the end. They're done. They will never yeah. return to this. They did. They sucked again. They did. They it. declare the problem solved and <laughs> and leave. And this is the thing that they again could easily explain if they wanted to. But they always label it like they have the first night hunt. The during the next day they build their thing, and the second night hunt they call it the final hunt. Which, you know, hunting doesn't necessarily work that way unless the hunting season is ending that day. Like you generally are staying out there till you get something or however many days off you have from work. But here, it's like, well, why was this the final night? If you're trying to catch this immortal creature that caused 9-11, why? Like, you're, you, you've stumbled across the most interesting thing 
that anyone has <laughs> right. ever discovered on Earth. So it's like, why are you going back home? Because it's not like you had to fly. It's not like you flew to Thailand to hunt this thing. It's like just down the road. It's like, why not stay and keep hunting? And they never explain why. And they, again, could easily say, well, you know, this is the night of September 15th. A lot of people say mid-September, he always comes around. This is when we think he returns to his home or blah, blah, blah. Like you could establish that there's some reason why we think he will be here tomorrow night. And it's it's always just no this is the last day we're going to devote any effort to this. If if he doesn't happen to show up tonight, we would just go back home. But fortunately, he always does. I mean, you know what that you know what it is. There's a reason why they all have to be two days. Mothman permits. <laughs> it's the weekend, <laughs> <laughs> right? Trapper says. After this, there's no doubt in my mind the Mothman is a supernatural creature. <laughs> <laughs> fucking you think jeff says very sagely i concur and huckleberry says i'm afraid i have to <laughs> i like how yeah all great they decide they want to just go back to hunting things with no magical powers it's just he literally trapper says after this i'm gonna go chase something that walks or swims or crawls or jumps this supernatural shit that flies around that's bullshit <laughs> Well, we think it's total bullshit. Buck says, I think the Mothman is looking at us and then walks away. And uh, the camera zooms to a set of eyes atop the bridge. Well, the cameraman is right. Why would the cameraman not say anything? This is like if Ghostbusters stopped Uh, like 20 minutes in and one of them said, let's just go back to hunting hobos. And then it just ended. (laughs) You're right. And then they zoom to a ghost in the background and the cameraman says nothing. These ghost traps work, but a hammer... That'll, add, that'll take down a man. That's somehow it. That's somehow the end of the, the best episode of this goddamn show. Uh, what's uh, what's everybody's favorite quotes? Let's go with Sean first this uh, time. I think I like the one where Buck told everyone that uh, they're always able to get to the bottom of everything else, but this is just unexplainable. <laughs> a, bold, a bold claim backed up by four hours of proof <laughs> up to this point. Uh, Jason, what's your favorite quote of this? At episode? the end, when they were all standing around basking in their failure, uh, several guys, this is multiple people having it, it said, next time we'll just have to hook electric straight up to the bridge. We'll short his ass out, blow his balls off. This is above, <laughs> this is above our pay grade, boss. <laughs> Imagine if they, had, if they tried to electric, like so many people would die from that, this plan. <laughs> Just as you have listed to be it. clear to the, the listeners, when they, you only see them with a, a generator that they like clamp up to the cage. They never start it. it, it there's no demonstration of the electricity. It's just. They just tell us it's electrified. No. They don't take it as far as to actually run current through that cage of aluminum fencing or whatever. It's not like, they, like they've got a professional lineman on the job. Uh, my favorite quote of this episode is just before uh, when they're all silently swinging their sticks up on the mountain. Uh, Wild Bill has a stick and he's waving it at nothing at the air. And he says, where are you at, Mr. Mothman? Come get you some, bro. And we also skipped where Wild Bill earlier, when, when everyone has a gun but him, they asked him, where's your weapon? And Brockway, do you know what his answer was? <laughs> I am a weapon. Yeah, I am a weapon, brother. <laughs> so good. <laughs> there have been multiple episodes where Wild Bill is the only one not carrying a gun, and I have speculated that there may be some legal reason he's not allowed. <laughs> but again, just speculation. I am not accusing this man of anything. It could just be a safety thing, too. They're like his friends are just like, maybe we don't give you the gun after what happened to your previous seven wives. 
They did say that they've been at this for like seven years before the show started. It is very possible this crew started off with 10 people and there's a reason <laughs> Wild Bill does not get a gun anymore. Because you have to be a Bigfoot teacher, you have to open up your mouth. You have to be a Bigfoot teacher. All your friends are so knocked out. You have to have the last word last night. You know what everything's about. You have to have the white hot spotlight. You have to be a Bigfoot. Last 